Because the music stopped don't mean you have to stop. Because <laughs> when I look back over my life, <laughs> and I see God's hand in it, in the good times and the bad times, when I thought I wasn't going to make it out, and all of a sudden something showed up, and I believe it was God who brought me out of my situation, who brought me out of that sickness, who brought me out of jail, who brought me out of all that trauma and, and all that, 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 that trouble I was in. But I, I, I now know it was God's hand on my life. When I look back over my life, do I have anybody with a testimony? When you look back over your life and you, you realize the reason why you made it out of that accident, it wasn't because you had a good car. It wasn't because of luck. It was because of the hand of God on your life. When you look back over your life, you made it out of that divorce. You made it out of that sickness. You made it out of that trauma you experienced as a child because of the hand of God. When I look back over my life, he looked at me and he was willing to die for me. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you for giving your life. Thank you, God, for giving your life for me. Hey! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done. Thank you, Lord God. I will praise you. I will praise you. I will worship you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You change lives, Lord God. Even today, you have power to change lives, Lord God. You change circumstances, Lord God. You change situations, Lord God. You change people, Lord God. You change ways, Lord God. You're a weight changer, Lord God. You're a miracle worker, Lord God. You're a promise keeper, Lord God. You are God all by yourself, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For just being an awesome God. Father God, have your way. Show up in your place. Thank you for allowing us to come into your presence. Lord God, where you are everywhere. And I thank you for allowing us to come in and worship you in spirit and truth. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you so much for our worship leader, Aiden Bassett for putting us right where we need to be. So grateful for him and our musicians. Also our director too, I won't say their name, but I'm grateful for that as well. And so grateful for you and all our leaders here at Clinton Baptist Church and all those online and those that are in person for all our members and um, all the visitors as well that is online. We welcome you to Clinton Baptist Church today and our, our verse we will be looking at is Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19. We'll be in Leviticus chapter 19 verses 1 and 2. Um, but before we get started, I do have some things to say. Um, just want to inform you all. <coughs> Excuse me. I just want to inform you all that under no circumstances will Clinton Baptist Church ever 
reach out to any members on social media or through any other platform and ask you for money. Um, we have some members who, I, uh, who have been calling me and saying that people have been reaching out through them and DMing them on Facebook and, and calling them directly on, um, on Duo, um, asking for things. And under no circumstances uh, will any member of Clinton Baptist Church call you and, and, and seek out money um, on no social platform or uh, on any uh, type of calling device at all. So please block those numbers. Um, we do have some people that are reaching out on Facebook, asking for money. Um, we do not operate like that. So please know that it's not Clinton Baptist Church. Also, um, just want to let you know, um, I know the cases uh, for COVID is uh, declining uh, fast. Praise God for that. Let's give God a round of applause. Just so grateful for that. And um, um, we do see some light at the end of the tunnel. But I just want to let you know, CDC, CBC, um, which is Clinton Baptist Church, will also um, continue to uh, follow our requirements that we have set. Uh, we will continue to follow our requirements that we have set to wear your mask and to do social distance as well as we already have set. Um, I'm just trying to be wise in this thing that we don't get people sick um, because the virus is still here. We're still in a pandemic. And right now, uh, I will give you further notice as we move forward and God lead me um, to where we um, can uh, reduce some of our protocols. But right now, we still... And uh, everyone must wear a mask in uh, the sanctuary and also in our building. Amen. Amen. We find ourselves today in Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19. And um, it says, as the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. On this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, a call to live holy. A call to live holy. If you can recall a couple of weeks ago, I um, looked at it, Isaiah chapter 1, and we looked at God is fed up. And God has been uh, ministering to me as the uh, pastor here and the uh, lead preacher to uh, really just walk us through um, being obedient to God. And he, he placed us before me because some things that I want to get out in front of uh, before um, we, we go down that road. So I just want, these are warning signs to help us. One thing I've learned, when, when God does some awesome things in our lives, we tend to forget who God is. I, I heard an old preacher say um, that, uh, the worst thing that can happen to us is that God bless us. And he said that because we start to now worship the blessing instead of the blesser. And I don't want us as the body of, 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 of Clinton to, to get this way. God has has his hands on our life, whether it is in good times and in bad times. And God is doing some miraculous things here at Clinton Baptist Church. And what I don't want us to get caught up in and what I don't want to happen is that we forget about God. I, I, I don't want the success or the wins that God is bringing to us as a corporate group and individually in our personal lives and in our walk and uh, our daily walk to get us caught up to forget about God. 
and, and here I stand before you because God is calling every one of his people, all of us who have surrendered our life to him uh, to live a holy life. And this is interesting because um, when I was studying this, I, I, I was researching some stories about um, people's life change. And, and, and why their lives had, had to change. And I ran across um, Meghan Markle, um, who is the Duchess of Cesses, I guess I pronounced that right, um, Cesses, the Duchess of Cesses, who is married to um, um, Prince Harry, is married to Prince Harry. Um, and I was looking at her story, and what I found out in her story is when she got a, engaged to Prince Harry, uh, she had to change her life. And, and, and in reading this story, uh, 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 as soon as she got engaged, the royal family came and took her in and they, and, and, and they made her delete basically her whole entire life. They, 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 made her, they, they made her delete her social media. They made her quit her job as a, as a thriving actress and TV host. They, they, they made her move from, 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 from uh, the United States uh, to, to where they at. They, 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 they made her change her whole life. And I looked at this. I looked at this and I was like, wow, just to be in the royal family, she had to uh, uh, change everything she had going on for herself just to marry into this holy family. This this was a this was amazing to me to to, to see this and to and to read about how her life had to, even her clothes had to change. She had to now wear British uh, fashion designer clothes. They 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 changed every thing about her. And as I was working on this sermon, I, I looked at this because when we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and went into the royal family, which is the, the capital R, things have to change. We, we, we can no longer live uh, like we used to. We can no longer live the life that we used to live. We have to live different. And here, will make it so interesting as it ties into uh, what God has called us to, to live a holy life. We find ourselves today in Leviticus. Leviticus is the book that we in right now in Bible study. And we know for those who come on Bible study, Leviticus is broken down into two parts. The first part is chapter 1 to chapter 10, or chapter, chapter 1 to chapter 11. And in the first part of Leviticus, God showed the people how to approach a holy God. That's the first part of Leviticus. So Leviticus chapter 1 through chapter 11, all it tells us is how to approach a holy God. Now watch this. This is interesting because, because God lays it out for us that we is a proper way that we have to approach him. See, see, we are told that we can come to God any kind of way. And that's true for non-believers. But for believers, you can't come to God any kind of way. You got to come with repentant heart that you may be right before God before you come to him. Mm, I know I wasn't going to get no amens on that. But the second part of Leviticus. The second part of Leviticus, uh, uh, which is found in chapter 12 through 27, it tells us the proper way to live before holy God. And today we find ourselves in chapter 19, which falls in that second, second part that, 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 that tells us the proper way to live for holy God. God says, because you are my children, here's how you should live. You should live holy. And the first thing we see here in this text is that he instructs Moses to speak to Israel. Look what he says in verse 19. 1. 
Look what he says. He says here in verse 19, uh, chapter 1, chapter 19, um, verse 1, he says, And the Lord said to Moses, saying, Speak to all the generations of the children of Israel or the congregation of the children of Israel. He says, Moses, he gave Moses instruction to go to speak to all the children in Israel. He said, Moses, I have an assignment for you. He said, Moses, my assignment for you have not changed. Remember, Moses was the spokesman for God. Remember, Moses was called in Exodus chapter 3 to go to the people of God, to speak on behalf of the God to God's people. And now Moses' assignment has not changed. And God says, Moses, I instruct you to go and speak to the people. He says, when I, I want you to go and speak to the people, Moses. I want you to go on my behalf and tell the people what I want to say. This is so good because God has set up men to go out and tell people what God had to say with their spokesman for God. I stand before you today to speak on behalf of God to tell you what God wants to say. Moses was called and instructed by God to go tell Israel what he wanted to say. But I like this because he says, go tell all of Israel. See, 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 so preachers, what we, what we want to do, we usually want to tell the congregation, but, but, but God said, don't only go tell the people what I want to say. He said, also, you got to speak to yourself. Also, you got to speak to the leaders. Also, you got to speak to those who, who are counting money and those who are ushering and those who plan the instruments and those who are singing and those who are deacons and not only them, but the other people as well, those who are in person and those who are on virtual, uh, on our virtual site. He says, go speak to everyone. God has, has, has set a platform for Moses to call everyone to attention. He says here, he says here, I want, I want you to, to go and talk to everyone. Tell everyone. Go gather everyone and tell them this message. So what is the message? What is the message that we, we look at? God says that we are to live holy. What is the message? The first, the second thing we see here uh, um, outside of God instructing Moses to speak to the Israel. The second thing we see is God gives Moses what to say. Look what he says in verse 2b. We in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 2. But look what he says. And say to them, you should be holy. He said, say to them, you should be holy, for I am the Lord, your God am holy. He says, Moses, here's the instruction. I want you to go and, and, and talk to Israel and let them all know um, what I want you to say. And he says, here's what I'll give you. He said, Moses... Go tell them on my behalf to be holy. He says, Moses, Moses, I want you to go tell them to, to live a holy life. He says, I, I want you to tell them to, to, to live different. That, 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 that I want you to tell them to, to live a life that is different from everyone else. Now, this, this, this is so good because the word holy means to be set apart. It, mean, it means to be, to be set apart or to be dedicated or to be committed. So God is telling Moses that he to go tell the people of God to be committed. God, God says, here it is, Clinton, here it is. I, I, I'm calling you to be dedicated to me. He says, I'm calling you that, that, that you be holy unto me. I want you to dedicate your lives to me. 
He says, I, I want you to, to, to be committed in your, in your life, in your daily walk, in your daily conduct, in your daily attitude, in your daily speaking, in your daily response, in your daily ways that you live. I want you to be committed to me. And I ask you today, are you committed to God? Is your, is your lifestyle committed to God? The way you live in, is it, it, does it show that you are holy to God? Does it show that you dedicated to God? Does it show that you are set apart? He says that, that, that Moses, I want you to go tell them that, that they ought to live a holy life. And I like this because this is not a suggestion. This is not a suggestion. This is a command that God command. And this is not the only place that God commands this. This, this is not the only place that, that, that this is found, that God commands his people to live holy. Matter of fact, in the book of Leviticus, it's spoken over 50 times to be holy or reference to live holy. Matter of fact, let's, let, let, let's look at some scripture. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45. Here, y'all know I don't tell y'all to flip much, but here, Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, look what he says. Verse uh, 44 and 45, he says, for I am the Lord, your God. You should therefore consecrate yourselves and you should be holy for I am holy. Neither should you defile yourself with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth. For I am the Lord who brings, uh, uh, brings up you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You should therefore be holy for I am holy. And then in Leviticus chapter 20, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26, look what he says. He says, and you should be holy to me, for I am the Lord and, and I am holy and have separated you from the people that you should be mine. But I know some of y'all said, well, Pastor Pew, that's Old Testament. Well, let me take you to some New Testament. Since you're a New Testament reader, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15. It says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, look what he said. He says, but he said, I mean, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Look, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And he goes on, he says, and if you were called on the father who without uh, partiality judge according to each one's work, conduct yourself. Therefore, the time you are uh, of your stay here in fear. He, he calls us to be holy, not only here, he calls us throughout the entire Bible to live a life that is separated from God, to live, I mean, that is separated from the world, to live a life that is different. He calls us to be holy in our conduct. He calls us to be holy in what comes out of our mouth. He calls us to be holy in our thoughts. He called us to be holy in how we re respond to one another. He called us to be holy in our, in our daily conversations, to be holy in our daily conduct. He called us to be set apart. And are you committed to God? Or are you dedicated? Have you made the decision that, God, I'm dedicated to you? God, I have surrendered my life to you, and I want to live this committed life of holiness to you. And he said, Moses, call all of Israel and call them to be holy. And then God come. And the third thing, and I'm out your way. He says, the third thing he says is, here's two reasons why you ought to be holy. 
He tells, he's instruct Moses to call Israel. The second thing we see is that he gives uh, Moses what to say. And he says, be holy. And now he gives him two reasons why he's calling us to holy. Look what he says in verse two. He said, here's, here's the two reasons. He says, one, in verse two, in Leviticus chapter 19, verse two, he says, uh, uh, he says, because uh, you shall be holy. Here's the first one. For I, the Lord God, am holy. He said, here, here, here's the first one. He says, you should be holy because I'm your God. He said, here's the reason why you should be holy. He says, you should be holy because I'm your God. Now, for some of us, that don't mean anything because we don't look at God as being a higher power. We look at ourselves. We look at our jobs. We look at what we have in a bank. We look at what we drive and, and what we live in as God. But he says, you should be holy because I am God. But I like this because he not only used the word God, he says, I am Lord God. And this word Lord God, the word Lord here actually means Yahweh or Jehovah, which actually means the self-existent one. When you see this word Lord in capital L, capital O, capital R, capital two, capital D, it actually means that I'm the self-existent one. He says, you should be holy. Watch this because I'm self-existent. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. He says, here's the reason why I'm calling you to be holy. Because I hold all authority in my hand. Because I'm the one who spoke to nothing and things came to existence. I'm the one that created water that you drink. I'm the one that created the sun and put it in the sky. I'm the one created the stars and put it in the sky. I flung fish in the sea. God says, you got to be holy because I am God. He says, I'm God. I'm a self-existent one, but it look like you need a little more. Look like you need a little more encouragement because he not only said I'm the self-existent one, I'm Lord, but he also said I'm God. And that word God here means Elohim, which means I have all power, the strong one. He says you ought to submit to me and be holy because I'm the strong one, because I'm the one that can keep you in your holiness. I'm the one that had power that holds your life together. I'm the one that had power to keep you out of danger and protect you and provide for you and give you what you need. The reason why you can do this is because he's the powerful one. He is God all by himself. And the last time I checked, he ain't need no help because Genesis chapter 1 says it like this. In the beginning was God and he created the heavens and the earth. He don't need no help from none of us and he, we should be holy because he is God. He is God all by himself. I don't know where you at today, but I'm thankful that I serve a God who is powerful. I'm thankful you that I serve a God who is self-existent. The one who just created himself, who just showed up out of nothing and stood on nothing and said, I'm God. I'm so glad that he created the heavens and the earth. Everything we see and do not see. He's God. And he says, this is why we are to be holy. He says, because I'm God. But then he says the second thing. He says, here's the second reason why you should be holy, because I am holy. Oh, my God, that's good stuff. He says, here's the second reason why you should be holy. He says, because I'm holy. He says, my essence is holy. Everything about me is holy. I can't be defiled because I'm holy. You ain't get it yet. Watch this. He said, this is why you should be holy, because you have a personal relationship with him. Here it is, here it is. Let me bring, let me help you understand. So you see, I remember as a young boy growing up in Northeast and right around the corner from the Washington Coliseum. And I was about nine or 10 years old. And on that night at the Washington Coliseum, they had EU and Trouble Funk. 
They had EU and Trouble Funk. I'm nine, 10 years old. And I remember my friends uh, were saying, man, we going to the go-go. We ain't number nine and 10 years old. So we going to the go-go. So I'm like, okay, we going to the go-go. We go, it's right around the corner or we can walk around there. It's just right around the corner. So, so, so I go tell my mother, I'm going to the go-go. My mother said, no, you're not. I, I, I said, but everybody else going, you know, Sean and all them going, Mick and all them going, we all going to go-go together. You know, we ain't number nine or 10. We, we is right around the corner, mom. You let me go around there all the time in the daytime. You know, it's right around the corner, you know? So I, I, I like going, she said, no, I'm not. I said, well, everybody else, mother, letting them go. She said, I ain't everybody else, mother. And you gonna do what I say. I don't care what they mother say, but you was raised under me. Let me bring it back to you. God says you holy because I'm your God. I'm the one who have authority. I don't care what everybody else doing over there, but you better be holy. You better live a life that is set apart for God. You better live a life that you stand before God, righteous before God. You better speak those things that are right before God. You better think those things that are right before God because God says, because I'm your God and because I'm holy. And because I have authority, you got to live different. He says our life got to be different. We got to live different from the world. And church, please do not let the blessings of God cause us to forget who God is. He blesses us because he loves us. And he blesses us to show that he is God. Don't let what God is doing in our personal lives and in our church cause us to forget about God. Because this will happen. We will start to serve the things that we're doing and stop serving God. And God is calling us to live different. Are you committed? Will you commit? to living for God? Will you commit to live different? Will you commit to be, be dedicated to God in all your ways? Will you, will you commit to, to, to worship God and worship him in spirit and truth? Will you commit to be dedicated in how you walk on a daily basis, how you look on a daily basis, how you conduct yourself? Are you willing? Because he's calling us to live different. And next week, we're going to talk about this decision because this is a decision that every one of us is going to have to make. You already made the first decision when you surrendered your life to him as your Lord and Savior. That was your first decision. But now when you walk in that decision that you made, God said to Moses, go call all of Israel. Call all of them and command them to live holy. Why? Because he's God and because he is holy. And we serve a God that want us to win. That want us to win. And today I present before you, live holy. Live different than the world. Amen? Amen. Let's praise God. We can out here a little early. Praise God. We only do an hour. We, we done already. Aiden, you got to sing a little more. Well, I got to preach a little more. <laughs> no, nah, that's a joke. As you stand on your feet, as you stand on your feet, thank you all so much for coming. This is a wonderful time. This is a wonderful time. Because we, we, we have a lot of people that believe, we have a lot of people in the world that believe if, 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 if I do the right thing, I'm going to be holy. If, if I come to church, I'm going to be holy. If I give an offering, I'm going to be holy. 
if I, if I worship, I'm going to be holy. If I serve in this ministry or if I serve in Apocalypse and all the things that we're doing, if I come help with vaccinations, I come help to give out food, we will be holy. But God says, no, holy don't come from that. Holiness comes from your relationship with him. And he says, because of your relationship with him, you are deemed holy. You are deemed righteous, not because of your works, but because of your relationship. And today, today I want to present to you a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to present to you that, that, that relationship that, that, that can make you holy, that can make you righteous. And that relationship come through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who died on a cross to shed his blood for the remission of your sin. The one who, who came down from, from heaven and wrapped himself up in flesh, that he may redeem you from your sin. The one who voluntarily laid his life down for you to have everlasting life. Not to start when you die, but everlasting life start when you say, Jesus, be my savior. And he did that for you and me that we may have a right to the father. So today I present to you this relationship. This is not a religion, it's a relationship. Jesus Christ died to be your friend. He died to be your father. He died to be your God. Will you surrender your life to him today? I don't know where you are in your spiritual life. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. If you're in the building or if you're on virtual, wherever you are spiritual, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. He came and lived for 33 years without sin. The last three years he ministered here to show that he was God and the Messiah. And he voluntarily went to the cross on Calvary to be beat all night, to be humiliated and nailed to the cross for the sins of the world. You and I were condemned because of the sins of Adam and Eve, but he placed our judgment on him that we may be set free. And today, you can be set free for those who don't know Jesus Christ. Today, you can be set free from the wrath of God from the punishment of God. You can be set free today. And the scripture says, all you got to do is believe. Is there one today? Is there one, whether you in service or online, doesn't matter. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, on our website, it doesn't matter. If you're on Zoom, it doesn't matter. If you're on Zoom, put your hand up and say, I want that Jesus Christ. I want to surrender to him. If you're on Facebook, let us know. We got people watching. If you're on YouTube, put it in the chat. If you're on our website and there's no chat, all you got to do is text 301-653-6219. Just let us know. I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. But if you hear a person, just raise your hand. Do we have any that want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Do we have any at this time? Do we have any? We have any. We have any. I want to surrender because your works will never make you holy. The scripture says in John chapter 14 that Jesus gave his own personal testimony. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through him. Is there any today that want to come to Jesus Christ that you may be set free from eternal condemnation? That means you no longer will go to hell, but you will go to heaven because you place your faith in Jesus Christ because the scripture says all you got to do is believe. Is there any today? Is there any today? Is there any? Is there any?
Maybe there's not any today who want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. And that's okay because you got to make that own personal decision yourself. And the scripture says the Holy Spirit will reveal to you your time. But I pray you listen when your time comes. Second thing, maybe you're not living right. And that's between you and God. That's between you and God. You're, you, you're not living to the standard that God has called you to. Maybe you didn't know what the standard is. Maybe you didn't know that God called you to live holy. Maybe you knew and you just said, God, I, I got to do me because this flesh is weak. But God says he is greater who is in us who is greater than in the world. And maybe you just want to repent. Maybe you just want to repent. And I'm not going to ask anyone to come up. I just want you to stay where you are. And we're just going to bow head. And, and I'm in that repentance too. Because Pastor Pew is not perfect. I have challenges too. I have sin that I deal with. And no, you can't know, but I, I deal with it. So I'm standing here too. And I bow my head. Father God, be with us. Lord God, for our wicked ways. Lord God, your word has penetrated my heart. Because there's some things in my life, Lord God, that is not holy. There's some, some activity in my life that I'm not living different. So, Lord God, I thank you for, for speaking to me first. That I may speak to others. But there are all of us who are in who are struggling with this thing called life. Lord God, some of us are, are fighting. Lord God, we, 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 we fighting hard to, to maintain what you have called us to do. And some of us just gave up, Lord God, and said, I can't do it. But I want you to remind us that, that those who are fighting, Lord God, they have you who are fighting for them. And those who have given up, they have you who are fighting for them. Lord God, that we could do it together, Lord God. And I ask, Lord God, that you come in our lives as we repent to you. We turn away from our conduct. We turn away from our speech. We turn away from our response. We turn away from our actions. We turn away from the way that we are living that not according to your will. That we may live different. And if any way, Lord God, we have put the blessings that you have gave us over you, forgive us in the name of Jesus. That we do not forget who you are. So, Lord God, I come to you and I bow before you on the behalf of everyone's heart, whether they're in person or virtually, Lord God, that you forgive us in the name of Jesus. That we cry out to you, Lord God, asking that you move in our life, asking us that you give us strength over the desires that we have, asking us that you give us strength over the lust that we have, asking us that you give us strength over this mental uh, breakdown that we have in, Lord God, because the desires is overwhelming. Lord God, and then keep your promise of what you said in Corinthians, that there's no temptation that can't overcome man, but you give us escape, Lord God. Thank you for that escape. Make it visual to us, Lord God, that when we face in these temptations, we know how to get out. So we come, Lord God, in repentance. And I ask that you forgive us for our sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.